You're listening to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast in association with the Limadim Bible Reading Plan in Charles River Church. For more information on Limadim, visit lmd.church. Or for more information on Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast, where we read through the Bible in the chunks or sections based on themes that it was designed to be read in, so that we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name is Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading Numbers 10, 11 through 12, 16, 77 verses today. In the second year, in the second month, on the 20th day of the month, The cloud lifted from over the tabernacle of the testimony, and the people of Israel set out by stages from the wilderness of Sinai, and the cloud settled down in the wilderness of Paran. They set out for the first time at the command of the Lord by Moses. The standard of the camp of the people of Judah set out first by their companies, and over their company was Nashon, the son of Amminadab, and over the company of the tribe of the people of Issachar was was Nathanael, the son of Zuar. And over the company of the tribe of the people of Zebulun was Eliab, the son of Helon. And when the tabernacle was taken down, the sons of Gershon and the sons of Merari, who carried the tabernacle, set out. And the standard of the camp of Reuben set out by their companies. And over their company was Elizur, the son of Shadir. And over the company of the tribe of the people of Simeon was Shalumiel, the son of Zurishadai. And over the company of the tribe of the people of Gad was Eliasaph the son of Deul. When the Kohathites set out, carrying the holy things in the tabernacle was set up before their arrival, and the standard of the camp of the people of Ephraim set out by their companies, and over the company was Elishama, the son of Amihud, and over the company of the tribe of the people of Manasseh was Gamaliel, the son of Pedahazer, and over the company of the tribe of the people of Benjamin was Abidan, the son of Gideoni. Then the standard of the company of the people of Dan, acting as the rear guard of all the camps, set out by their companies. And over their company was Ahiezer, the son of Amishadai. And over the company of the tribe of the people of Asher was Pegiel, the son of Okran. And over the company of the tribe of the people of Naphtali was Ahira, the son of Enan. This was the order of march of the people of Israel by their companies when they set out. And Moses said to Hobab, the son of Reuel, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, We are setting out for the place of which the Lord said, I will give it to you. Come with us, and we will do good to you, for the Lord has promised good to Israel. But he said to him, I will not go. I will depart to my own land and to my kindred. And he said, Please do not leave us, for you know where we should camp in the wilderness, and you will serve as eyes for us. And if you do... And if you do go with us, whatever good the Lord will do to us, the same we will do to you. So they set out from the mount of the Lord three days' journey. And the ark of the covenant of the Lord went before them three days' journey to seek out a resting place for them. And the cloud of the Lord was over them by day, whenever they set out from the camp. And whenever the ark set out, Moses said, Arise, O Lord, and let your enemies be scattered. And let those who hate you flee before you. And when it rested, he said, 
Return, O Lord, to the ten thousand thousands of Israel. And people complained in the hearing of the Lord about their misfortunes. And when the Lord heard it, his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outlying parts of the camp. Then the people cried out to Moses, and Moses prayed to the Lord, and the fire died down. So the name of that place was called Tabera, because of the fire of the Lord burned among them. Now, the rabble that was among them had a strong craving, and the people of Israel also wept again and said, Oh, that we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt. They cost nothing. The cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions and the garlic. But now our strength is dried up and there's nothing at all but this manna to look at. Now the manna was like coriander seed and its appearance like that of bedellum. The people went about and gathered it and ground it in handmills and beat it in mortars and boiled it in pots and made cakes of it. And the taste of it was like the taste of cakes baked with oil. When the dew fell upon the camp in the night, the manna fell with it. Moses heard the people weeping throughout their clans, everyone at the door of his tent. And the anger of the Lord blazed hotly, and Moses was displeased. Moses said to the Lord, Why have you dealt with your servant? And why have, you not found, and why have I not found favor in your sight? that you lay the burden of all this people on me. Did I conceive all this people? Did I give them birth, that you should say to me, carry them in your bosom, as a nurse carries a nursing child, to the land that you swore to give their father? Where am I to get meat to give all these people? For they weep before me and say, give us meat, that we may eat. I am not able to carry all this people alone. The burden is too heavy for me. If you will treat me like this, kill me at once. If I find favor in your sight, that I may not see my, my wretchedness. Then the Lord said to Moses, Gather for me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and officers over them, and bring them to the tent of meeting, and let them take their stand there with you. And I will come down and talk with you there, and I will take some of the spirit that is on you and put it on them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with you, so that you may not bear it yourself alone. And say to the people, Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow, and you shall eat meat, for you, shall, for you have wept in the hearing of the Lord, saying, Who will give us meat to eat? For it was better for us in Egypt. Therefore the Lord will give you meat, and you shall eat. You shall not eat just one day, or two days, or five days, or ten days, or twenty days, but a whole month, until it comes out of your nostrils, and becomes loathsome to you, because you have rejected the Lord who is among you, and have wept before him, saying, why did we come out of Egypt? But Moses said, The people among whom I am number 600,000 on foot, and you have said, I will give them meat, and they will eat a whole month? Shall flocks and herds be slaughtered for them, and enough for them? Or shall all the fish in the sea be gathered together for them, and be enough for them? And the Lord said to Moses, Is the Lord's hand shortened? Now, you shall see whether my word will come true for you or not. So Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord. And he gathered seventy men of the elders of the people and placed them around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him. And some took some of the spirit that was on him and, and took some of the spirit that was on him and put it on the seventy elders. And as soon as the spirit rested on them, they prophesied. But they did not continue doing. Now two men remained in the camp 
one named Eldad and the other named Medad, and the spirit rested on them. They were among those registered, but they had not gone out to the tent, and so they prophesied in the camp. And a young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. And Joshua the son of Nun, assistant of Moses from his youth, said, My lord Moses, stop them. But Moses said to him, Are you jealous for my sake? Would that all the Lord's people were prophets, that the Lord would put his spirit on them. And Moses and the elders of Israel returned to the camp. Then a wind from the Lord sprang up and brought quail from the sea and let them fall beside the camp about a day's journey on the side of a day's journey on the other side, around the camp and about two cubits above the ground. And the people rose all that day and all that night and all the next day and gathered the quail. Those who gathered least gathered ten homers, and they spread them out for themselves all around the camp. While the meat was yet between their teeth, before it was consumed, the anger of the Lord was kindled against the people, and the Lord struck down the people with a very great plague. Therefore the name of the place was called Kibroth Hatava, because there they buried the people who had the craving. From Kibroth Hatava, the people journeyed to Hezroth, and they remained at Hezroth. Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Cushite woman whom he had married, for he had married a Cushite woman. And they said, Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now, the man Moses was very meek, more than all the other people who were on the face of the earth. And suddenly, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron and Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tent of meeting. And the three of them came out. And the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tent and called Aaron and Miriam. And they both came forward. And he said, Hear my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak with him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him, I speak mouth to mouth, clearly and not in riddles. And he beholds the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. When the cloud removed from over the tent, behold, Miriam was leprous, like snow. And Aaron turned toward Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. And Aaron said to Moses, O my Lord, do not punish us, because we have done foolishly and have sinned. Let her not be as one dead, whose flesh is half eaten away, when he comes out of her, when he comes out of her, his mother's womb. And Moses cried to the Lord, O God, please heal her, please. But the Lord said to Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, she should not be shamed. Should she not be shamed for seven days? Let her be shut outside the camp seven days, and after that, she may be brought in again. So Miriam was shut outside the camp seven days. The people did not set out on the march till Miriam was brought in again. After that, the people set out from Hezeroth and camped in the wilderness of Paran. Exodus chapter 20 until right now, uh, 
people of Israel have been at Sinai. And now they're setting out from Sinai and starting to wander through the wilderness. They're following the Lord. The Lord is guiding them through the wilderness. And as they set out and as they're walking, the people start complaining and and desiring to go back to slavery in Egypt because they had good food there. And as I read it, I start to like get angry at them. I start to think like, how dare you? Uh, You've seen mighty miracle after mighty miracle of the Lord. And, and yet you're complaining about wanting to go back into slavery where you were treated terribly harshly by Pharaoh, the, the most evil man in this book so far. And then I think, you're no better than that. Uh, you would be complaining with them. And I know I would. And so the Lord, he, he does reveal his wrath towards them. The fact that they're complaining uh, against the Lord for bringing them out of slavery is... Uh, I mean, it, 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 it is deserving of God to just wipe them away. Like, I do all of these good things for you. I'm training you. You can't trust me. You're defining good and evil on your own. God has a good plan in the wilderness. He is teaching his people um, dependence upon him. And yet they are desirous for God's blessings and not God's presence. And uh, it, it's interesting, though, because... As the Lord sends that, all that quail and, and then the plague, uh, right after that, uh, it was Moses who, who uh, the people are grumbling against. And, and uh, Moses says that uh, when the, that the job is just too much. The job is like it's too heavy. And he's able to bring that to the Lord. And the Lord says, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll separate out the burden again. Like, bring me 70 more men and they'll help you shoulder the burden. But then you have these two guys who, who start prophesying in the camp and they get tattled on a little bit by Joshua. And I think he's like, he's trying to, he's looking out for Moses, but the reaction from Moses is very revealing because he's not jealous of them. He, he's desirous for them to speak. He says, would that everybody in the camp could prophesy like he's not desirous for the power. He's not desirous for the position. He, he's been chosen by God. Remember, uh, when he was chosen by God in that burning bush, he, he was like, I can't, I can't do it. I, I don't speak well. Please send somebody else. And the Lord empowered him to do it. And it sounds like he still maintains that humility, that understanding that this wasn't his own. This wasn't his own doing. He is utterly dependent on the Lord. And the Lord speaks to him mouth to mouth, faith to face to face, not in dreams, not, but like face to face, very, very clearly. And that we find that out as Miriam and Aaron, his brother and sister speak out against Moses because of the Cushite woman that he had married. So there's a little bit of racism going on here because Cush would have been just south of Egypt. And I don't know if it's racism or if it's just because I don't know I don't imagine that Moses would have married somebody who didn't fear the Lord uh, that would seem very out of character but he's they get spoken out against uh, this because this Cushite woman who is apparently not a descendant of Abraham I don't know but we we see in that she is being brought in and those who the Lord blesses are blessings to others and those who uh, curse the Lord uh, are cursed by the Lord and uh, so you get that, but then Aaron and Miriam, they're all angry at, at Moses, and Moses is the one 
uh, he doesn't defend himself. He lets the Lord defend him. And then Miriam is struck with leprosy. And I don't know why Aaron isn't also struck, but I would imagine if that's the case, then it was probably Miriam who was the instigator. And then in order, again, to teach her humility, just like the Lord is doing to the entire camp in, in the wilderness and like the Lord has already done for Moses, to teach her humility, he banishes her outside the camp for seven days. And then she's able to be brought back in into full, uh, into full um, community. And so it's, uh, it's getting interesting. The Book of Numbers is, uh, people sleep on the Book of Numbers, but it's, it is a very interesting book. And so um, I would ask you to take a couple minutes and consider what is it that the Lord is revealing to you about himself? What is he like? Uh, what, I, I, I almost... I, I want to answer it, but I'm not going to answer it for you. I want you to, I want you to, what does the Lord want you to know that he is like? And what is it about the state of humanity in this section uh, that resonates with you? And then what is it that the Holy Spirit is stirring up inside of you? Take a, a couple minutes, turn those thoughts into prayers, and we'll see you again right here tomorrow. Until then, God bless. God bless.